Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. If you are online, please hold on. We will get to you as we always do at the barbershop. But first, we got to get to the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline and bring in Greg Schwartz of the Bleacher Reports to talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers. Greg, how you doing? I'm doing good. A happy uh, belated Merry Christmas to you and your family. You too, man. I, and I, I thank you so much for taking a little bit of time around the holiday season to come on and talk a little bit about the Cleveland Cavaliers. And it, it's it's been mostly good. Um, I you know we talked to uh, you know a couple months back or a couple weeks ago or maybe last month. I can't remember. You know everything's a blur. Um, we <laughs> talked a while ago, and Donovan Mitchell was was hot then. Donovan Mitchell has been hot since. Uh, he did have a little bit of uh, issues, uh, a couple of issues that the Toronto Raptors have seemed to, you know, give the entire Cleveland Cavaliers organization uh, over the last three games. I mean, 0-3, two games in Toronto, they lost to uh, the Raptors. And then you take a look at what they did uh, coming off a, 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 a you know, six-game homestand, you know, and they, the Raptors were actually actually performing poorly. They didn't shoot the ball very well. Uh, they were taking some L's. Uh, they, I think they lost to the Knicks, and they weren't shooting the ball well from the perimeter. They got into Cleveland, and it was a different team. You just look at what they were able to do, uh, just from you know, just from the scoring power of, you know, you just Ananobi just wouldn't miss. Uh, um, Pascal Siakam, you know, looks like you know, bona fide superstar. Reminds you why he was an All NBA player, and then Scotty Barnes just got to the basket wherever he wanted to do. Is this just a tough matchup for the for the Cavs with the Raptors? Yeah, I think so. Even though the Raptors are, you know, a couple games under 500 this year, 15 and 18 overall, they've been one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the entire NBA this season. Shot 51%, made 19 threes against the Cavs in their matchup the other night. Um, a lot of that's luck. You know, if, if they face them in a playoff series, I don't think Toronto's going to make 19 threes every game. I don't think they're going to shoot over 50%. Um, like you said, I don't think OG Ananobi's going to go six of nine from three like he did. Um, but uh, again, I don't think it's a great matchup. I think Toronto, just the way they're built, their DNA, they're a big, long, physical team for a, a Cavs team that, you know, starts two six foot one guys in their backcourt. And we're, we don't have the same size that we did a year ago. So I think it's a bad matchup. I think it's a matchup that you're, you're hoping to avoid. Uh, come playoff time, but again, you you got a lot of basketball left to be played until that would happen. Yeah, it, it looks like you know, and and I I, I tweeted this out. I said, you know, it kind of looks like um, 
playoff basketball a little bit. People kind of got mad. Oh, it's not the but I, you know, I wasn't just saying that they, this was the playoffs. This is the best team they're going to be able to face in the playoffs. What I am saying is the the way that they go about guarding the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, I hadn't haven't seen Darius Garland look this out of sorts since they kind of collapsed down the backstretch last year when they needed to get a couple games and win a few games to get into the real playoffs, not to play in. You know, very physical with Darius Garland. Uh, you know, caused some turnovers. Um, was not able to get into his pick and roll game and the lobs with uh, Jared Allen or or, or uh, Evan Mobley. Um, is that a pattern that you're kind of a little scared about um, in terms of the physical nature of the playoffs? And is Darius Garland going to be able to hold up um, and, and kind of, you know, blossom into a guy that can, you know, deal with that type of pressure? Yeah, he and Mitchell, I, I think they had one of their worst games of the season. I know Garland's final shooting numbers weren't too bad, but Donovan Mitchell going four of 16 in that game, three of 12 from three. Um, obviously we know he's a lot better shooter than that. He's not a guy that's going to typically only get you 12 points per game, but I think that is a tough matchup for them, especially because they tweaked their starting lineup. Uh, Gary Trent Jr., a guy that's got a little bit more traditional size at six foot five, a guy that they've used as their starting shooting guard for most of the year. They actually took him out, went with Juancho Hernan Gomez. So that means they had six foot seven, uh, OGN and Obi as their uh, quote-unquote shooting guard. So they had a huge lineup uh, that they were throwing out there. But I'll say this, Toronto hasn't really had an effective starting lineup all season. Um, they're kind of like the Cavs. They've kind of bounced around with their fifth starter. They don't really have one that they, they kind of lean on yet. So uh, kind of like how the Cavs, I would say, are an unfinished product in that area. The Raptors are as well. So you know, if these two teams face each other in the playoffs, uh, we we could see two completely different starting lineups uh, by the time April comes around. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you look at this team moving uh, and they got a game against um, Brooklyn, I call these these uh, these uh, tone setters or are the cast for real type games. I mean, you look at what Brooklyn is, is able to come into uh, this this game doing. I mean, Brooklyn is, is playing lights out. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant are playing great. Um, and overall, the Eastern Conference in general is playing well. But, you know, just the, just what they've been able to do, what has been the year difference between uh, last year for the Nets and this year where they look to be one of the one of the teams that's a more scary team uh, that's going to compete in the Eastern Conference? Well, I mean, really you could compare kind of parts of the season for Brooklyn this year. They got off to a 2-5 and five start with Steve Nash as the head coach. He – I don't know if it was a, a firing or a mutual decision to part ways, whatever. I think they, they called it mutual. I don't actually know if it was. Jacques Vaughn takes over their 19 and 7 cents. Um, Brooklyn, if, if you look in the standings, Cavs hold a half game up on them. But if, if you kind of look at the recent play of both teams, no team has been hotter recently than the Brooklyn Nets. Last 13 games, Brooklyn is 12 and 1 overall. They have the number one offense in the NBA during that time. They're, they have the sixth-ranked defense during that time, and they have the number one or the number two overall net rating over that time. I mean, this is just a completely different team um, that began the season. I know Jacques Vaughn was asked about that before the game. He said, what's the difference between, you know, how you guys start out the year and, and how you're doing now? And he said, just playing basketball because they're not worrying about Kyrie Irving doing something off the court or that's getting suspended. We're not worried about Kevin Durant requesting a trade. We're not worried about – you know, all the external factors that have kind of led to this team's demise over the last couple of years, because at the end of the day, you put a healthy Kevin Durant on a floor with Kyrie Irving and a lot of the good role players this team has, 
and you're seeing a really, really good basketball team. So, like I said, 12-1 and in their last 13 games are the hottest team in basketball right now. Uh, each team's had the last two days off, so they're well-rested. I think this is going to be one of the best Cavs games of the season tonight facing the Nets. And one of the things that you look with the Cavs is if you look at some of the big primetime games, uh, even the Milwaukee game a couple of nights ago, it just seems that Donovan Mitchell seems to step up. Jared Allen seems yep. to step out, step up and play their best games uh, against teams uh, that are that have the be- best marquee names and some of the the biggest and brightest in the league. Um, do you expect that to continue to happen tonight? And will the Cavs be ready? You'll see more of a punch of energy, uh, more than they had with Toronto. Oh yeah, I, I think this is a better matchup. I would Brooklyn is a better team than Toronto. I think this is a better matchup for the Cavaliers if they're going into it because um, Brooklyn has some size. If you're looking at, you got a guy like Ben Simmons who plays out on the perimeter. Kevin Durant is obviously a guy that he's listed at six foot nine. He's probably more like seven foot tall than Nick Clax in the middle. But you're going to force Kyrie, who you know we've seen in Cleveland do some wonderful things, but he's never been a great defender. And what you're going to do is you're going to force Kyrie Irving to either guard Donovan Mitchell or Darius Garland. Ben Simmons is going to be on one of those guys. Kyrie's going to be on the other one, and that's the matchup you have to go after every single time. Because if you even get one of those guys going, either Darius or Donovan, you're going to have a good night. Um, and so I, I foresee instead of you know a, a, a huge lineup like Toronto had um, the other night where it kind of limited what Donovan Mitchell could do, I, I expect a much bigger game for Donovan Mitchell tonight, especially coming off you know one of his worst performances of the season. And, and when you look at it, uh, the one the one guy who seems to you know more consistent or or trying to find where his flow is Evan Mobley. A couple of nights ago, he got into foul trouble. Seems like when he gets into foul trouble, it's even more difficult for him to find his footing because he's, he is kind of, I would say, that third guy. But Jared Allen is a guy you don't need. He gets his points off rim running, uh, oops, uh, pick and roll, stuff like that. Um, just, you know, be it scrappy stuff. So he he's going to have a better way of translating his game into every other game because – he doesn't need touches like that. But Evan Mobley, I think, is still trying to figure out, okay, where do I get my touches in this offense? Where is where do I where's the floor of the game where where do I need to be aggressive? How have you thought he's taken that so far in the early part of the season? Yeah, I remember kind of touching on the subject with you a couple of weeks ago and I said this is this is one of the most important things for me in this young season, besides the wins, the losses, how does Donovan Mitchell fit in and all that good stuff. How is Evan Mobley reinventing himself in this offense now that he has to share the ball with the Donovan Mitchell? That 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 presence wasn't there last year. Colin Sexton wasn't there. Donovan Mitchell wasn't there, uh, and he could kind of just naturally be the second, third option on any given night. How is he going to just invent himself, reinvent himself in this offense? And I feel like you know, kind of like a couple years ago when the Cavs had Kyrie and LeBron and Kevin Love. And Kevin Love just wasn't getting those touches like he used to. It was kind of like, you know, LeBron would publicly say, like, oh, we're going to run our offense through Kevin. And Kevin would have all these big first-quarter performances, like that 34-point first quarter he had against the Portland Trailblazers. That's kind of what they need to do with Evan. It'd be like, look, Donovan and Darius, they can get going at any time. But we got to establish uh, Evan Mobley early. we got to get him some touches and some looks in the first quarter and kind of run her off and through him because everything else, if, if Evan can get you 20 a night or 18 a night, everything else is going to flow so much more 
smoothly. Um, I'd like to see Evan shoot more threes still. Uh, I'd like to see him be more aggressive on the perimeter and then kind of work his way in. Um, but like I said, that's something that the Cavs got to get going early and, and, and don't wait for the third or fourth quarter to try to get Evan some shots. Talking to Greg Schwartz of the Bleacher Report on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Uh, Greg, when you look at the three, the small four position, um, it's, it's one. I think it'll be there all year. If they don't make a move to go get a guy uh, to kind of bolster that, I think that'll be, uh, I guess, the question mark. You know, is it is it Stevenson? Is it is it uh, is can Isaac Okoro play some defense? A couple weeks back, he was really. I was encouraged by uh, you know his defensive efficiency. He started to hit a couple. Uh, you know, last week he had 17 points against the uh, Raptors, hitting some of the corner threes. You know, when you look at this, is this going to be something all year they're going to see? Do they do they really put an emphasis on uh, trading or, or moving to try to get somebody that's available, maybe a mid-level uh, mid exception or maybe a veteran's minimum? What's their answer at, at three? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't think JB has an answer at three yet because, you know, Karis LeVert had the job coming out of training camp. Uh, I never liked that fit to begin with. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, he lost that. Lamar Stevens is a guy that I think is, is, I heard they might go back to him starting tonight um, just for a body to put on Kevin Durant. I, and Okoro's done better lately. Um, the last four games with Isaac Okoro's a start, he's averaged 10 points, three and a half rebounds, two, two and a half assists, and shot over 30% from three, which is good for him. So I think ideally Isaac Okoro is the guy that you'd like to see kind of take command of this job. Um, my personal favorite is, is hurt right now, Dean Wade. I think he's the perfect fit as a, as a floor spacer and as a defender, but um, they don't have a lot of trade assets. So uh, the answer might have to come internally. And uh, Isaac Okoro is a guy I'd like to see take command of that job, but I, I just don't have the faith that um, he's ready to do that just yet. Uh, you know, early, kind of I like doing this with you, early um... – Early uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. Who's trending in the wrong direction? Um, wh- who do you see right now? Um, you know, for me, I look at the L.A. Lakers. I always look at the Lakers. They were playing very well the last couple of weeks, and I think it kind of stopped for them when, uh, you know, Anthony Davis was coming into the game in Cleveland. He was averaging 27 points. He was putting up uh, big-time points, rebounds, blocks, and then he gets – you know, he's sick that game, and then he gets injured. Now he's out again. So I look at the Lakers, and I look at them, and they consistently always keep themselves down early. I think they're 14 and 19, and they played on uh, Christmas Day. Um, who's who's a big um, – the, the Dallas Mavericks, for me, I mean, good gracious, I thought they'd be better than they were. They're kind of down. Who's the stock down team for you that you're kind of surprised about? Oh, there's a lot of them. Um, I think a lot of them are in the East. It, you know, it feels weird to say, but Toronto being 15 and 18, that's a, that's a team that surprised me. Uh, the Chicago Bulls being 14 and 18, and, and that's with them winning three in a row. The Wizards got off to a strong start. We're 500, and they've been struggling lately. Um, the Lakers at 13 and 20, that, that really doesn't surprise me just because, you know, they should have traded Russell Westbrook in the offseason. They didn't. They should have added more shooting in the offseason. They didn't. Um, there's still a team that ranks near the bottom of the league in three-point shooting. There's not enough snipers around LeBron James, which is obviously you know what he needs to succeed. Um, they've lost four in a row now without Anthony Davis, and he's facing potential surgery. Uh, if, if he has to undergo surgery for a stress fracture in his foot, their season's over. 
I mean, they have no chance. It doesn't matter what they do at the trade deadline if they don't have a healthy Anthony Davis. Um, the last team that I'll say is, is one that's going to make Cleveland fans happy, the Golden State Warriors, I mean, 16 and 18. I mean, this is a team that the Nets put up 91 points on in the half uh, a couple nights ago. And there's a team that they're 3 and 16 when they don't play at home. So if you're looking at a team that, you know, right now is outside the playing tournament that you thought would possibly be at the top of the conference before the season started, uh, Golden State's probably been the team that's been most disappointing overall this season. Uh, well, you know, let's look at the flip side of that. A team that, you know, really is playing well that you were like, wow, uh, I didn't expect this. But uh, halfway, not even halfway through the season, I think we're roughly, what, 30, 30 35 games in. Um, <clears throat> what's the team that you think is playing above their skis a little bit? Oh, easily the Utah Jazz. Um, for a team that 19 and 16 overall, they're the seventh seed in the West right now. Uh, I, I thought they'd be the worst team in basketball this year. I really did. After they gave up so much talent, not just Donovan Mitchell, but Rudy Gobert, uh, Boyan Bogdanovich. I mean, they gave up their three best players. Um, they prioritized draft picks. They have a first-year head coach who's as old as I am. Um, I, I just didn't think any of that would lead to winning. And here they are. They have one of the best offensive ratings in the NBA. Jordan Clarkson, our old friend from Cleveland, is, is playing extremely well right there. Larry Markinen is having a, a huge year. He could be the winner for most improved player awards. So he playing uh, like I an all star. Credit. I'll, I, I will see if they look the same after the trade deadline. If they move a, a veteran like a Mike Conley or a Jordan Clarkson, we'll see if they kind of punt on the season and try to get one of those top draft picks, or if they keep winning. But for them to be three games over five hundred this point in the season is probably the most positive surprise I've seen in the NBA so far this year. Oh, man, uh, you know, I, I I couldn't agree more. And Colin Sexton hasn't even been available for some of those games as well. So, I mean, right. they're, they're doing a lot um, with that, doing doing a great job of that. Uh, you know, you know, when you look at going back towards the East, um, there's a lot of guys putting up a lot of points. I, I don't remember – I remember seeing this many people with 30 points and over. I mean, have you seen guys scoring this many points? I mean, there's like, what, nine or ten guys almost getting 30 a game? Yeah, um, if you look at scoring averages across the league last year, I think they averaged about 110 points a game. This year, we're over 113. So we've seen some crazy um, offensive outputs so far this season. Um, I, it, I mean, you've got to go back decades and decades to find scoring averages this high, and the possession numbers were, were obviously different then. But if you look at the NBA leaderboard right now, there's six guys. There could be seven guys after tonight averaging 30 points per game or more. And that was kind of... You know, as an NBA fan growing up in the 90s and, and the 2000s, that was kind of an unheard of territory. That was only, you know, your Michael Jordan, your Kobe Bryant, your Tracy McGrady would get there. And now you've got seven guys that are there. Um, and then another, Donovan Mitchell, who's just under 29, kind of knocking on the door. Um, it's crazy that, you know, you could be averaging 25 a game in the NBA and not even be at the top. So we've seen a lot of offensive talent. Obviously, a lot of that is, is pace of play. Is three-point shooting. Three-point shooting is up across the board this year. Guys are embracing it, working on it more in the summer. Um, it's kind of been a necessity for successful teams. Um, so, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's exciting to see as a fan, and as long as you're not going against one of those guys, then, then, then you're okay with it. Greg, enjoy the game tonight. We'll talk to you soon, and I appreciate you. Have a great holiday season. Yeah, it should be a good one. Thanks for having me on. All right, man. Greg Schwartz of the Bleacher Report. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.